that talk is about to begin. Hey, 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 come on in. Welcome back to Buckeye Talk. Market Down Monday. Doug Maurice back taking the lead on Market Down Monday because Nathan Baird's still basking in the glow of married life, but he is here. Nathan Baird, are you a completely different person? I made it back. Yeah, I, uh, I, I guess I am, right? I'm, I'm, I'm a second person now joined as one. Is that what they say? Did you say that in your vows? Is that from? That's straight yes. from the vows? I did. I, we wrote our own vows, and that's verbatim. That's all I said. Nice. I like it. And, and so I... We're, we're just, yeah, uh, it was a, it was like a Buckeye take version of the vows. It wasn't a full feature. It was like a quick hit. Um, so Nathan, we're recording this on Friday. Nathan, as you hear this on Monday, is officially back at work. Stephen is now, as you hear this on Monday, starting his vacation. Just to double check, Stephen, are you getting married on your no, vacation? I am not going to get married on my vacation. No. Okay. Not, okay. Not just. Bad. Just want to make sure we're all on the same page, you know. And again, if you change your mind, Stephen, that's fine. You know, we'll just talk about it when you get back. I so, think there are some personal things I need to figure out if I come back married right now. So, I mean, you know, the pandemic makes people do crazy things. You reevaluate your life, and who knows? You're out, you're out wearing a mask at the grocery store, and you meet someone across the across the aisle, and your eyes meet, and who knows what could happen. So anyway, um, we're trying to figure out what's going to happen. On this Market Down Monday, we are checking back in on a topic that we now talked about four weeks ago on a Market Down Monday. Back then, the question was, how many games will Ohio State play this season? Now, the twist on this, and it comes from a tech subscriber, is which quarterback will start the next game for Ohio State? And that brings all these things together officially it's from the 614 which quarterback will start the next game for ohio state i know this seems like a super straightforward question hear me out the season may or may not happen if it does there's a chance justin fields decides it's in his best interest to just prepare for the draft if it's not fields it could be jack miller or cj stroud what if the season is in the spring of 2021. What if there is no season? And you're talking fall of 21. Could it be Kyle McCord? So that's why this question is on two levels. Because you have to decide, well, when when do you think they will play their next game? As you decide who the starting quarterback will be. And we want to check in on this. Nathan, when we did the podcast four weeks ago, not that many people said zero games for the season. I think now if you are answering someone other than Justin Fields, and we'll get into the answers we got from tech subscribers, you are now saying, I don't think Ohio State's going to play a game at least this fall. So we're trying to compare how many people four weeks ago said zero games. What percent of people as their answer back then? So just under 12% of the responders said zero games back then. There were a couple others who said either one or two games, and then the season would shut down. And I suppose the way that the questioner framed this one, maybe they have some doubt as to whether if there is going to even be a truncated fall season, that maybe Justin Fields and other top players would sit out. I don't think that's likely. I think you're right. I think right now it's kind of a difference between, do you think they're going to play at all? And if you do, that probably means Justin Fields is playing. But back then, again, this was on uh, Sunday, June 28th, that I was doing these notes, 11.6%. Um, so 
Now, as we think about this, I'll have you guys guess what percent of the answer to this question, what percent of the answers was Justin Fields? How many of the of the tech subscribers? And if you want to be part of the pod and get to answer questions like this, try a 14-day free trial, 614-350-3315, a month after that. Stephen, what percent of the people do you think said Justin Fields? 65. Nathan, what's your guess? I think it's probably higher than that, but I think also the the number of people doubting that we're going to play has also grown. I was going to say more around 75%. So the answer was 78%. 78% of people said Justin Fields, which is still optimistic, but you know that's 22% saying, okay, I don't think Justin Fields is going to start another game at quarterback for Ohio State compared to a 12% a month ago. So I don't know. I, I don't know if that's if that's too optimistic, but certainly, I mean, Nathan, from a month ago, it, it makes sense that the that optimism has diminished at least a little bit, right? Yeah. So that's about double the pessimism for any games being played as we saw a month ago. And again, and under the circumstances, you're right that I mean that was before practices had started or workouts had started shutting down. That was before the Big Ten had announced that it was cutting the non-conference game. So, I mean, a lot of things have happened as a direct result of the worsening of the pandemic in the eyes of college football administrators, Big Ten administrators, that it makes sense that the, the, the pessimism for playing any games would have grown since that point. So I know Teddy Greenstein from uh... – from the Chicago Tribune, who's one of the best Big Ten writers out there, he had a source this week that told him he thinks there's a 15% chance of a season in the fall. So that's where some people are. Again, um, I'm not going to give up until you have to give up because um, if, if everything about this is, well, it's not about the, the precautions that college football teams put in place. It's about where the virus is in the country. Again, if you need about a four-week run-up, right, a four-week preseason, let's say, to get ready, I mean, maybe you don't have to start a season until October. So that means maybe you don't have to really – maybe you wouldn't have to have practice fully until September, right, which is, you know, five or six weeks away. So I just think there's still multiple ways where this still could happen. Obviously, the country is trending the wrong way right now. So I, I, I thought you guys guessed lower than 78%, and Stephen – 65%. I think I would have guessed more around you. Are, are you a little surprised, Stephen, that the optimism for a season is still this high? Yeah, a little bit, mostly because what Nathan said, a lot of this, the last time we did this was before a lot of things, but most importantly, before Gene Smith spoke on the issue again, you know, he was wildly optimistic the first time that he spoke on the issue. I think what was that back during the beginning of the summer. And then a few weeks ago when he spoke again, he was a little more pessimistic and, a little more cautious about things and he's spoken on multiple platforms at this point about it. And I think as people read other things that people have reported on, but as, as well as what Gene Smith has said, you've seen maybe, I thought maybe the pessimism of whether or not an actual season would happen in the fall would kind of rise a little bit more just because there was almost an overreaction with things in a positive way. The first time we heard Gene Smith talk and now it's almost an overreaction in a negative way since we've heard him talk again. All right, so let's start with our tech subscriber answers with the more pessimistic view. Let's, have, let's talk about the people who voted for someone other than Justin Fields, the 22% who did that. And also this becomes – we want to have like an interesting quarterback discussion. We've had this quarterback discussion, the C.J. Stroud, Jack Miller, Kyle McCord discussion, but 
we're going to have it now in this context. I want to start here from the 614, and the person says, great question, and again, credit out to the other texter from the 614 who sent this in. This person says, I do think it will be Justin Fields, but I think that Ohio State will have three quarterbacks who start before the end of the 2021 calendar year. Fields plays three to five games, and the season gets paused. He never comes back. Stroud finishes the season for one or two games. Then McCord beats both Stroud and Miller out in 2021. So that this is like Justin Fields maybe for the fall, C.J. Stroud for next spring, and then Kyle McCord for next fall. That idea of and and you know the tw- looking at t- the fall of 2021 is one thing, but even the idea of could there be a split season and you wind up with players playing part of it but not all of it? Nathan, as we think about all the possibilities here, could you envision a world where Justin Fields is a starting quarterback for Ohio State at the beginning of whatever this season is, but he's not the starting quarterback by the end of whatever this season is? I think that's possible. Um, I think that, again, was more likely in a scenario like the one that I floated a couple of weeks ago where maybe the season ends up getting split almost between the fall and the spring and you'd have guys that wouldn't come back. But I think as we talked about that, that isn't very likely. I don't know that they'll end up coming up with something that drastic to try to get a full slate of games in or some, or even a truncated slate of games in. And it, I think if they play this fall, I think Justin Fields is the quarterback. I, I don't see a situation. I guess we don't have any indications yet that if they started playing in September or October, and then there was a, a shutdown of whatever, three weeks, and then they tried to come back and play again, would that scare away some segment of players? Um, I'm still skeptical that that would scare them away or at least scare all of them away. I, I think there are real benefits, as we'll probably talk about later, for, for players like Justin Fields coming back and playing. So I would still lean towards him quarterback being the starting quarterback for all those games if they play in, in the fall of 2020. But I, I see where they're coming from. I think it's it's certainly something that other programs, including Ohio State, will have to deal with. I think you probably, in that scenario, you probably would see some players who would just back off and say it's not worth the risk. But when you say some players, is not are, is not Justin Fields, like, at the top of the list of some players? Like, if there, say there were three college football players who decided not to play. Wouldn't Justin Fields be one of the three? Because he's a um, top three pick? Because – he came here as a business decision because, you know, and, and I guess when you say you think there is benefit to Justin Fields playing this season, I'm being a little bit of devil's advocate here. My answer is Justin Fields. But the idea to me of he starts off as the quarterback and then there's a pause. And if the pause is long enough that Justin Fields says, you know what, like I gave it a shot, but man, we had to pause it because of coronavirus. I don't want to get entangled with that. I don't want to be doing this to my body in and out. If there's a multiple week break, you know what? I'm out. I, I think that sounds not impossible to me. And when you said you think there's a benefit to Justin Fields to playing this year, I'm actually, I'm not saying he wouldn't play. And I think he would start off playing, but I'm not sure exactly what is the benefit of Justin Fields playing this year. Well, I, okay, so two different things here to, to answer. I guess I would say for the first part, I suppose the the chances of him of, of opting out after a pause go up the deeper you go into a season in some ways. Although I would also say if they take a pause and then 
he can come back and play the Michigan game. Like there, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on players to come back and play that if that's the last game there and they haven't changed the schedule and that's still the last game of the regular season. And and if there's still some sort of a postseason structure beyond that, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on guys to come back and try to play there um, if there is a pause immediately before that. So I don't know. I think that remains to be seen. I think there, I, I, and I do think there are benefits. I'm not saying that there aren't risks that might outweigh those benefits, but I think there is something to be said for not wanting to sit out of competition for a full 18 months before you start your NFL career. Um, there's also the reason that they're playing college football to begin with. I mean, yes, some of it is a pathway, or maybe for some people, a large part of it is a pathway to their NFL future. But there are other things that go along with that, the competition of college football, the camaraderie with your team, wanting to win things as college football players, the pursuit of championships, pursuit of a Heisman Trophy, pursuit of like historic things that you have one shot at, or in his case, I guess, two shots at. But, you know, those things are still in front of him as in a way that they may not be for some other players for 2020. So I, I think there are going to be incentives for that guys have to weigh against this risk, this kind of more vague risk of potential infection of this disease. I don't think there's much benefit to, you know, that in a scenario like that to him coming back, if there's a stop, other than just simply getting game reps because he only has 14 games as a starter. But for the most part, it's not going to hurt his draft stock. If, say they start, play four games, and they have to stop again. He's going to be, at worst, the number three pick in the draft, and that's just depending on you know what the number two pick needs, whether they go with Panay Suelo or not. So I don't – if there's a stoppage in the season, I don't see the benefit of him playing again at college football. So I, 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 think, um, I think Ari said this on the Ari and Bill podcast, and Ari says this about everybody. It drives me nuts. Yeah. But he said like – They should move to Malibu. <laughs> yeah, he didn't he – didn't, I don't know if he used the Malibu line on the podcast or not. So that's what he used to say in the press box. He thought Chase Young and Nick Bosa and every good Ohio State player should just skip their last season and move to Malibu and train for the NFL draft, which is, I mean, which is just a crazy thing to say because it's like, well, what's what's the point of anything then? Like, is everything, nothing in, like, there's no value in life to the present day. Everything is just about preparing for the future. Like, why would anybody, if you're a junior in high school, just Travion Henderson could just take the next three years and do nothing but train and show up at the combine. What's the point? Well, it's because it's your life, you know, and like, it's kind of fun to do some stuff and you want to be smart about it. So I think you guys like said, playing football. I mean, they like yeah, I mean, I, they yeah. play football for a reason. Yeah, There's a balance yeah. to it, but like to completely dismiss it is just silly. And so, I mean, that's not a realistic thing, but do, I mean, the idea of, I, I think, and I, this is the second part of the question. So I don't want to get to it yet, but, would you do you give any credence to the idea of Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence or any great first round pick just looking at the mess and just saying, you know what, I'm just out right now. It's just too crazy. And I'm not saying that Chase Young should have moved to Malibu last season, but in this season, in a pandemic, do you give any credence to the idea of an elite college football player? Just saying it's there's too many risks, injury, COVID, everything else. There's too much uncertainty. I'm out. Is there any part of that that makes sense to you, Stephen? Yes, I do. I don't think they think that, but someone who's responsible around it, around them has thrown that idea out there, especially because a parent who probably knows their kid better than the kid knows themselves. But no, I think they want to, they'll, they'll try to play. But if things get shut down, I do think you'll see kids just, 
say, you know what, I'm just going to start preparing for the NFL draft because there's no point in trying it. If it didn't work the first time, there's no point in trying to come back and do it again. And I would understand, like, not maybe like testing it out and then maybe yeah. not, not trusting the system. Because they do want to play football. So, yeah, try it. If it doesn't work, move on. And the play, the players don't have a voice. It's not collectively bargained. It's whatever the, the, the teams and the conferences tell them to do. Mm-hmm. So the only thing that a player has a choice in is not playing, right? They, they can't do mm-hmm. all the NFL players at, almost united on social media. You know, this week we're saying we're put out this message that they were demanding things from the NFL and they ended up, they have a seat at the table. And so their voice can be heard in a step before just saying, I'm not going to play for, for a college football player. Your only voice is not playing, but Nathan, it sounds like you would not the idea of great college football players sort of preemptively bailing on the fall. You don't believe. I think it may happen in some cases. And we've seen it happen in the pro leagues, right? Where guys have set out for whatever reason, there may be guys who have um, compromised medical situations around them or their family where they don't want to take that risk. Um, so I, I totally think it's plausible. Um, but I, I, I think if you're going to see if they attempt to come back and play what we're seeing right now at eight, nine, 10 game regular season, I think I would imagine the bulk of guys are going to come back and try to play because they're, they want to play football. They want to, and they want to showcase themselves for NFL. You know, there's, there's guys like Justin Fields, like your point was a valid one that there may be this very small cluster of guys whose NFL futures are so secure that maybe they don't feel like they need to come back and showcase themselves but for a lot of other guys even guys who are projected first round guys they they want to come back and show that they're the real deal that they can that that they're ready for that that sort of reward and I think that's going to draw a lot of guys back but I think also just the love of the game is going to draw a lot of guys back so the second part of this is if they if there is no fall season and they try a spring season is there any chance Justin Fields plays in a spring season, Steven? No, he's gone. Nathan, do you agree with that? Yeah, zero chance. So Sean Wade's dad, Randy, the Wade family apparently was on a Jacksonville TV station this week, and, and Randy Wade said Sean Wade would not play in the spring. And there's been a lot of speculation. I saw a story this week that I'm not sure who it was, but somebody in college football was speculating maybe as many as 100 players would not play in the spring. So I think we are all, it sounds like we are generally operating under the assumption that if they try a fall season, we could expect Justin Fields would be there at least at the start. If it gets pushed to spring, we're not going to see Justin Fields. And that seems like a very, I think, reasonable assumption with things where they stand at the moment. All right. I want to get into more again, the answers that are not Justin Fields. This I thought was the most interesting answer because I, when I was, wrote down the quarterback names to start my tally with my little tally marks. One, two, three, four, and then the five across diagonally. Make a group of five. Do people still do that in school? Do you make the tally marks and the, and the group of five? Is that a thing? Do kids know how to do that, Stephen? Did you learn that in school, how to do tally marks? I know how to do tally marks, yes. I don't know if they're still learning it in school. But... Okay. I didn't know if it was a thing that's like that's what they taught in the 80s, and then like they figured out a new way to count in the 2000s, and they don't teach tally marks anymore. So I'm glad I'm glad to hear that they still do that. Cause I, got I mean, whole... they also teach you to not count on your fingers, and yet you are aficionado at it. So. I'm, but, the, but I'm so fast at it that, I mean, I count on my <laughs> fingers as fast as like a computer operates. So that's why I can do it. 
From the 937, their answer was Gunner Hoke, national championship quarterback. Oh, yeah. And here's why I, at first, I had to write down a Gunner Hoke category and put the one tally mark under it. He only got one vote. And I initially laughed because it's kind of like a funny thing. But actually, if you are theorizing, for instance, a fall season where Justin Fields decides not to play or a spring season with all the other talent Ohio State has and and the other option are are two freshmen in Jack Miller and C.J. Stroud who have never taken a snap in college football and had their preparation entirely truncated, is Gunnar Hoke actually a little bit of a smart answer here? Is there a world where if there's no Justin Fields but there is a 2020 season either in the fall or the spring – they put in Gunnar Hoke as a veteran point guard who's just, you know, one of those game manager quarterbacks. And you got Chris Olave and Trey Sermon and an offensive line you believe in and Garrett Wilson and away you go. Steven, does Gunnar Hoke sound crazy to you or maybe actually plausible? Sure. As long as Clemson has the same thought process if Trevor Lawrence leaves and DJ Ugalele is not their starting quarterback because he's a true freshman. And I'm not going to try to say who the other quarterback's name is because I know I'm going to completely just debauch it. But sure, if they have the same mindset and they both start the quarterback who's not the quarterback of the future. But you don't actually mean that. Why does Ryan care? Why does Ryan Day care what Clemson does? I I just don't see it, honestly. I, at that point, you just start planning for the future and one of those guys gets reps. But but let or me ask you this. But, but okay, but in a world where Justin Fields is not playing and maybe Sean Wade or maybe some other good veterans aren't playing, but you still are Ohio State. Are you actually punting on this season? Like you're just saying, well, we'll play the freshman, and oh, well, we're getting ready for 2021. Why Why is the idea of a veteran game manager, because you're trying to win whatever national title there is in 2020, uh, I don't know that I would bet on it, and I hadn't thought about it, but Nathan, I don't know. It, it's not crazy to me even though this texture presented it only in a five-word text, Gunner Hoke, National Championship QB, thinking about it, it's not entirely crazy to me. Because isn't it possible, it's... Nathan, isn't it possible that Ohio State's better chance to win in 2020 under these circumstances might rest with Gunner Hoke as opposed to Jack Miller or C.J. Stroud? Isn't that maybe possible? I think there might, there, there might be a better chance, but I don't think any of those quarterbacks wins a national championship with the rest of this team. I think it's just, but who Fields. does, who does Justin then? Fields. No, but I'm saying if Justin Fields doesn't play, right. Who's going to win. Then, the Ohio national State championship? Doesn't, then Ohio state doesn't win the national championship. Who well, does? I think as Steven was saying, as Steven was saying, I think it depends on similar decisions at other schools, but, that's but, if assume, all, if but all, why would we assume that Justin Fields is not playing, you, but everybody else is. I don't know. This is your hypothetical. That's yeah. so, so are you saying that all of the top quarterbacks of every team is not playing? I'm saying probably Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence arrive at the same answer. I think that's very likely. Okay, right? so then you you think that um, that Penn State, as it is right now, is still worse than Ohio State with uh, Gunnar Hoke instead of Justin Fields? Because I'm not sure about that. I guess it would – I guess my question – because my question is – I mean, I guess are we talking about national championship QB or are we just talking about Gunnar Hoke playing – if you're Ryan well, today right. and you're trying to win, would you give up on 2020 if Justin Fields is not playing? Would no, but I don't think starting a true freshman is giving up either. But starting a true freshman who had spring practice whacked, who 
went home and was working out on his own, yeah. who's had a truncated preseason. I mean, I get it, yeah. and we've all I mean, made the points, but this is not exactly like Trevor Lawrence coming in and winning. No, 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 I'm not, no, I'm not even going to try to compare it to that. I think – I wouldn't rule it out. I do think whatever the next two games would be would be a trial period for at least two of those guys, Gunnar Hoke and either whoever is, I guess, further along in the process between Jack Miller and C.J. Stroud, which is probably a coin flip, but – you give them all a chance for the next two or three weeks, and after three weeks, you make a decision. But I'm not going to rule it out just because, yeah, sure, because Gunnar Hoke's been here, you know, an extra year and got some snaps with the third team with walk-ons and two freshmen. And played at Kentucky. And played at, and played at Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, and played at Kentucky. So, Has yeah, been I'll, on the field in a college football game. In a, college, in, a, in a power five football game, yeah. So, Nathan, would you rule it out? Do you think Hunter, the Gunnar Hoke answer is just like a funny little joke or, or – or, is there some scenario that's not complete fantasy that you could see it? I think it's it's close to fantasy because I think once you start talking about Justin Fields not playing, you're probably starting to talk about other really good players on Ohio State's team not playing. And even if you're seeing that effect at other schools, I still think once you take Justin Fields off of Ohio State, I put them, no matter who's quarterbacking them, I, I think I put several teams above them. I think it might matter when it happens too. Like, are they seven games into the season and then they shut it down and then come back and play the last three, then I think Gunnar Hoke's the clear answer at that point, just because that's, you'll have a season then to at least get the other two guys reps. All right. So Jack Miller and Gunnar Hoke each got one vote. Um, Again, 78% of the people said Justin Fields, 12% for CJ Stroud, 7% for Kyle McCord. Let's talk about the people who said C.J. Stroud from the 415, C.J. Stroud, 100%, no doubt. So that is one tech subscriber who is 100% sure, basically, that this season is dead because that they didn't explain it that way, but that's the only way you can be 100% sure is that I'm totally sure C.J. Stroud is going to win the job next year, and I'm totally sure there's no football in 2020. This from the 614, I'm sitting here trying to get myself to type Justin Fields, but it gets harder to think that the college football season is going to actually happen. It just seems unlikely that college students will actually get to go to campus this fall. I'll say C.J. Stroud seems like he's in the right position to be the next starter. So that idea of like, man, I want to believe, but I just can't anymore. And now a fascinating wrinkle on this from the 330, and this is what reminds me of why we love our tech subscribers so much. CJ Stroud makes me so sad to say it, but it's how I feel. If this is the reality, how wild would it be that Justin Fields and Braxton Miller both took their last snaps under center at Ohio State against Clemson, when no one could have guessed that that would be the case at the time? Great story there. And again, Braxton Miller hurt his shoulder, in that Orange Bowl after the 2013 season, came back in 2014, has the re-aggravation of the injury in the preseason in 14, and in 2015, he's an H-back. It would add a little bit to that, whatever there's going on with Clemson and Ohio State. But, Stephen, that idea that if that was the last of we saw of Justin Fields against Clemson, throwing what could have been the game-winning touchdown pass when the route's broken off, playing at less than 100%, man, that would be just an unbelievable way to think that that's how Justin Fields went out. Yeah, that, that that's tough. And 
the different at least Braxton Brax, Brax Miller got hurt in practice later on. Eight but he got later. hurt in that game. He got hurt yeah, in he the got, game. He got hurt in that game, but there was another opportunity to just have it taken away and not because of football is why it was taken away. It, that's just a, a tough thing to think about. And when you look back on things and, and maybe 15 years from now and realize that they never got a chance to see Justin Fields at his best form as a college football player. And it's not because he got hurt in a practice or maybe even got hurt in the first game of his junior year. He just – a pandemic just wiped out his entire junior season. That's a that's a tough way to look at things. All right, let's and go quick. What's that you said? And we're probably uh, we're getting really close to that point of it being a reality. That's what makes it a tough thing to think about. Yeah, Kyle McCord. A couple votes for Kyle McCord, which is the idea of him coming in, winning the job in 2021 as a true freshman from the 937. Kyle McCord, without a season, Justin Fields is still a top three pick. A lack of spring decreases the gap. Um, the lack of this, the lack of this past spring decreases the gap between McCord and Miller and Stroud. McCord has all the tools to play at an elite level. Look for him to be the next Buckeye Heisman winner in his sophomore year. Mark it down. I love when people say "mark it down" in all caps as part of the "mark it down" Monday answers. Uh, also from the nine three seven, my thought is Kyle McCord. I do not believe we will have a fall season, and spring football has too many hurdles. Ryan Day will still not have the same quarterback two years in a row next time Ohio State plays football, unfortunately. Nathan, to think about Kyle McCord, again, we've talked about this a lot, but do you think Kyle McCord's chances in the battle are increased by whatever C.J. Stroud and Jack Miller are missing? And again, if you're picking Kyle McCord to start the next game, you're saying there's no 2020 season in the fall or spring does that make sense to you that wiping out this year actually increases the chances of McCord winning the job next year? Yeah, I think you'd have to say it increases it at least slightly just because that was the whole advantage both those guys were supposed to have over him. I guess I would also say, though, if if things don't go the way Pennsylvania's hoping and they don't get to play high school football at all this fall, I think that hurts Kyle McCord, too. He's still at a stage of his life where there's a lot of development still to be done. They said they were playing this year as of right. I'm saying if, but if, if yeah. that doesn't, oh, course, if yeah, that doesn't come to fruition, yeah, if if that doesn't follow through, if if something else comes up, the same. I mean, they're still saying we're going to play college football this fall, and yeah. we're talking about what happens if they don't. So if 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 things don't go the way Pennsylvania wants, and and he's not able to play football at all this fall, I don't think that helps him as far as you're going to come in pretty rusty whenever it's if it's the spring, if it's whenever they allow college football players to start really playing college football again. So that doesn't help him. But all the all the things being equal, I do think it helps his chances. It would be really he, interesting if, if we wind up in a spot where, like, there's no college football, but there is some high school football. And that, like, Kyle McCord actually gets an extra year compared to Stroud and Miller. I don't, I don't know how possible that is. I'm not sure that I, – I don't know if it means, like, if there's no college football, if every high school association in the country would take that as a cue and be like, yeah. okay, well, if they're not playing, we're not playing. But – that would be interesting. Steve, what were you going to say? I think if in a situation where if Pennsylvania plays high school football, I think the gap is now gone because let's be honest, if they we're playing college football, those got your starters need to catch up on reps. And so as we've talked about before, Ryan Day might play those starters a little bit longer just because you need to catch up on some of these reps and it's less games and all the things you need. While Kyle McCord, yes, it's not at the college football level, but he's still playing football you know, every week in and week out. So I think that gap might be gone if there's college football and, and Pennsylvania continues on with their season. 
And All right. Everybody's even in the race. Yeah, I mean, I think I think certainly that. This, they're all going to be around the same starting line, much closer to around the same starting line as opposed to if this would have been a, a normal year. Okay, that's the 22% who voted for someone other than Justin Fields. We're going to take a quick break here on Buckeye Talk on Market Down Monday, and then we'll be back with the Justin Fields answers, the people who are still believing we are going to see a college football season and we are going to see Justin Fields once again at quarterback for the Ohio State Buckeyes. We'll be right back on Buckeye Talk. All right, we got some crazy fanfic. I love the fanfic. I, I'm telling you, I got a fan. If there's no college football this season, I have a fanfic plan that we will execute with the tech subscribers for sure. And so we have some of those in here of people not just giving an answer, but describing a whole scenario. We'll start with this from the 3-2-1. The next starting quarterback is Justin Fields, and Ohio State will play Michigan twice and beat them twice. That will make your earlier pod messed up. When will Ohio State pass Michigan as the winningest program? And that's like a, a separate thing. But the idea of like, when will Ohio State pass Michigan in the rivalry? Nathan, this is a super enthusiastic idea. Not only are we getting Justin Fields at quarterback, we're getting two Ohio State-Michigan games. How about that for, for optimism? I mean, I've said all along that they're going to have to probably come up with some creative solutions to this coming season. And that would be one of them. I mean, why not take the big, the best rivalries in the – for this season and do a home and home, especially when you're talking about worried about regional um, setting up more regional things, the travel, the whatever. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. Why not do it? From the two five Oh, I'm going with fields. I think they try and have a season. I'm not convinced it doesn't get shut down partway through the season, but I'm going with fields starting this fall. We'll get to our answers eventually, but Steven, that idea, I mean, again, if we're, if, We'll keep doing this. We'll keep doing this to some degree as long as there's uncertainty. And we've, I mean, to be fair, again, we've gone a month. I mean, it's been four weeks. I was surprised it had been four weeks. I was like, really? That was when we did that? Because we sort of held off on doing the market down Monday about how many regular season games will there be. We didn't want to speculate too early. And then I, I, I thought it maybe was like two weeks ago, but time flies. It's been four weeks, so we don't want to live in speculation. But I will say, that's kind of where I am, Stephen, that I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm still believing they're going to try and that Justin Fields will be there for the start of the try. Is that kind of, not to give your answer away, kind of sort of where you are? Yeah, and that's, it formed my answer of who's the, who starts the next game. It's not necessarily the same, that's not necessarily the same answer I would have for who plays the next full season. Two people gave Justin Fields as an answer and then went into a Jack Miller answer. Again, it's just fascinating to watch, and we don't have anything to base it on. It's just like, do your opinions change? But where people are with the McCord-Stroud-Miller part of this, from the 937, I'm taking Fields because I believe they play this year, but I do think Jack Miller will be the next starting quarterback at Ohio State. Kid has intangibles and determination like I've never seen. I know him and his family a bit. He's got it. Also from the 4-2-3, Justin Fields at this point, I believe there will be a football season in the fall, at least in some sort of fashion. There will be enough to hopefully put together a championship. If not, then I believe Jack Miller will be the starter next fall or in the spring. Miller was extremely highly rated until his injuries started affecting his ranking. Stroud has seen a huge improvement over the last year plus, but Miller had a large lead over him prior. I don't believe McCord is quite good enough to pass both players with only enrolling in spring 2021. Um, I don't know. It's just, we've, we've talked about this several times, but 
Stephen, just when you hear people believing in Jack Miller in that way, what's your takeaway? That they have the context of why he's a was the number 335 player in the country was because he was hurt the last two years, and they saw some of the same things in him that Ryan they saw in him as a sophomore that led to him committing that early in the process. And I think there are plenty of people out there who still believe in Jack Miller. If he ever gets to a point where he's fully healthy, he can return to that form and be the quarterback Ryan they saw you know, what was that, four or five years ago now? Yeah. I mean, it's not quite, but I, Ryan Day believed in Jack Miller a long time ago, for sure. It's, it's been, he, he was in early on that. So again, I think it is smart to not dismiss that. Um, people leaning on money, on the idea of money, on why they're voting for Justin Fields from the 513. Way too much money on the line that powers, that the powers uh, that be will make sure a football season happens. That being said, in my opinion, it's Justin Fields. Another one on money from the 216. Justin Fields, too much money at stake for them to not play, and I think the next few weeks are going to be huge with seeing how the baseball and NBA restarts go. I know the NCAA doesn't want to admit football players are more important than average students, but Mark Emmert's comments the other day show how powerless they can be, and athletic departments' bottom lines tell the whole story. They'll do all they can to play. Suck it, fine, Bob. From the 216. Again, I love our texters. Nathan, are you, how much is that influencing how you think about this? And as we see a lot of uh, lower level college football conferences doing away with fall football, conferences that, that don't make any, anywhere close to the kind of money that Power Five conferences do, the money, how, how much is that factoring into your thoughts about whether there's still going to be fall football or not? Well, that's why I think they're going to, like I said before, they have to be creative and they're going to have to, I mean, we saw what was the, the story that came out yesterday, or I guess Thursday now that we're, this will be out on Monday, um, about the kind of financial losses that Wisconsin, uh, AD Barry Alvarez is talking about, um, well, up to a hundred million dollars if they're not able to play football and, and just kind of throwing out some, some pretty scary, um, possibilities and so I think that's why they're going to wait as long as they can before they make any decisions that they can't walk back uh, I think that was the whole point as, as Gene Smith and um, Kevin Warren said that that was the whole point of getting rid of the non-conference games is to give them the flexibility to spread things out or even just to wait as long as possible before they have to start making drastic decisions that affect whether they can play football at all this fall this gives them some time and I would imagine that we may not get definitive answers on some of these questions anytime soon because I think it behooves these institutions to wait as long as possible before they put themselves in a position where they cut off all of that revenue for 2020. It is Quick weird. question. Go ahead, um, Just because you guys probably know a lot more about baseball than I do. Are the MLB players in a bubble or are they just going as normal with just no fans in the, in the stands? I mean, they can live their lives. Okay. So, I mean, they're not in Disney World. So... Right. Um, okay. You know, they had spring training in their cities and uh, yeah, so not a bubble, not a bubble okay. like the NBA. Um, again, can you imagine, man, I knew, I knew I should have tried to be an NBA player. My parents uh, still tell this story. It's so funny. Or just an NBA writer. You could, they're still in the bubble. Chris Haynes, man, our guy, Chris, a- Chris Haynes oh! from Cleveland.com. He was there like early. He was one of the two writers who was in like three weeks early somewhere. He lives at yeah. Disney World now. That's Chris Haynes who came from Portland to cover the Cavs for us when LeBron came back and did such an unbelievable job uh, for us at Cleveland.com that he went on and got a national job and now is like the guy at Yahoo and is 
one of the three or four biggest NBA writers out there. So congratulations to Chris Haynes on, I mean, that's when you've made it. When you, you can say, live in a bubble? I live, not just a bubble. I live in Disney world. I mean, my God, what, what better, what better peak and of he's life is going to be there? Because until the finals are over, he's probably not, he's probably not coming home until November. No, he's just, he's going to be best friends with Goofy and Mickey Mouse by the time this is all over. So jealous of Chris Haynes. But my parents still tell a story. I, 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 in seventh grade, I tried out. Why am I telling this story? Because this is what I do. In seventh grade, I tried out for the basketball team. And, you know, they picked like the 10 guys who were going to make it or whatever. And they were down to the last couple roster spots. And there was like a big lump of mediocre players. And they decided to play like a five on five game. And it's like, we'll have these 10 guys play. And it'll be like the last determination to decide like which three or four guys make it. So we went shirts and skins. And back in seventh grade, I was not somebody who wanted to be shirtless in public. I was doughy little Dougie. Are you saying that you are now a person who wants to be shirtless in public? I've often said in the course of my adult life that I would rather take off my pants than my shirt because I don't (laughs) want people to see what I have going on up top. But (laughs) – I am in the best shape that I've been in in 15 years, so I'll take off my shirt right now. Steven, if you want to come to my house, I'll take off my shirt. No. Right now. Mark it down Monday. I'll take off my <laughs> no shirt. No, my shirt for you. <laughs> Buckeye Talk, we'll take off our shirt for you. Yeah. But in seventh grade, so they split it up shirts and skins, and I got on the skins. And I was so worried about covering up, like, my flabby little 13-year-old body that I – couldn't even play. And my parents to this day think that if I had been like picked for the shirts team that day, instead of the skins team, I would have made the seventh grade basketball team. I would have continued my basketball career. I would have played high school basketball. I would have played college basketball and I might be in the NBA, but me trying to cover up like my little, like middle school, Dougie, Dougie chest, ruined my basketball career. So that's how I could have gotten to Disney World if I just would have been on the shirts. Nathan, come on, man. Is that relatable or what? Uh, No. Okay. I don't think a shirt is the difference between Is that too much? Five. Have I crossed – have I officially crossed the Buckeye Talk line? Was that I just a, don't think a bridge too far? Is a difference between you being a multimillionaire and you sitting here talking with us. I don't. I don't think that's all that takes. Butterfly effect, man. You never know. You never know. The tiny little moments that change our lives. No, I know. I'd be like a six foot one power forward right now. Uh, all right. Back to optimism and not scaring people. Justin Fields from the 816, they say, Justin Fields, I'm optimistic to a fault sometimes. And you know what? Uh, in the course of this pandemic, I like optimistic to a fault. Not optimistic to like unreasonable, like to dangerous levels, but optimistic to like, I'm not going to give up on stuff until I have to. I I like that. I'm there for that. Uh, from the 440, Justin Fields, even with the current uncertainty, the Big Ten has done a good job of isolating itself from the rest of college football by going to a conference-only schedule, among other things. Barring an edict from the NCAA, I think there will be Big Ten football this year, maybe even played in empty stadiums. The Big Ten network will be a very watched network and will bring the schools lots of revenue from the games that are played. Nathan, from our perspective, from what what we've watched the Big Ten do, do you think the Big Ten's done a good job so far? How would you evaluate how this conference has handled this to this point? 
Oh, I mean, I think they have been relatively proactive with, with things like what they did with the schedule. Um, and I think, again, the, the important thing right now is that they're taking their time before they make this final decision. That, that That's where I think my biggest criticism would come. If I thought there was a conference with everything that is at stake financially that that shut it down too early before we knew what teams could actually do this fall. Um, and so that's why I think, you know, we're almost, I guess we're a week away from August at this point. Um, we might be well into August before there's a final decision on some of these things because they bought themselves that kind of time with the decision to alter the schedule. Some people have argued that a decision should be made. I, I'm not exactly sure why, why you need to make a final decision early, right? I, I don't, you have to have plans. You have to have plans to try but canceling is easy because then you just stop planning. So I agree with you, Nathan. I'm not sure, you know, why why not push it? I'm not sure what the downside of delay, 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 push it, push a decision back as far as you can. I'm not sure what the downside of that is. Uh, from the 614, the next starting quarterback for Ohio State will be Justin Fields. Mark it down. They will start the college football season in the fall, plowing ahead and hoping for the best. How it progresses or finishes is definitely murky at best. But if the season kicks off, as I hope and anticipate, Justin Fields will be the starter for the Buckeyes. That's from Don R. From the 512, Justin Fields, I think the Big Ten will figure out how to do some skeleton version for the season. Well, I think the entire season will have a giant asterisk. The question only asks who will be the starting quarterback and doesn't say the season has to end or even if it's legit. To me, this is the smart Vegas choice. From the 614, Smokey Mango here. What's up, Smokey Mango? And the answer is Justin Fields. I think there is some semblance of a season, and I'm even more confident there will be a postseason no matter what. The ratings and revenue from it will be too much to ignore, and I think Ohio State is the hungriest team in America. I think the unilateral willingness to sign that controversial waiver proves it, that Ohio State said, hey, sign this Buckeye pledge, when not many schools were doing that. These dogs want blood, and they will go to any lengths that are medically acceptable to prove it. I have no idea how to, to think about this, but Stephen, just like what Smokey is proposing here is some idea of even if the regular season gets jacked up, could they pause and then like patch together some kind of postseason? Like I think they have to have an aim for a postseason because I think just treading water and saying, hey, we're playing some Big Ten, t- Big Ten games, but we have no idea how we're going to crown a champ. Like what's the point to that? But – what do you think of the idea of, I mean, how much regular season do they have to have in order to still be able to have some sort of patched together postseason, do you think? At least maybe six or seven games, enough to get a clear read on you know, who maybe some of the best teams. Obviously, we know who maybe the best two teams are in college football coming into the season, but who are the other you know, two to six, depending on what type of playoff you want to have. But just enough games that you can get a gauge on who should be a po- in the postseason. But then if you shut down and have to come back, you just go straight into the postseason instead of trying to finish a full regular season because you don't know if you're going to have to shut down again. Nathan, I've been thinking about this. I do think they have to try to have some kind of postseason, but also college football for most of its history didn't have a postseason. And they let pollsters figure out who the national champion was. Um, I've often, der- especially in the playoff era, I've derided the importance of polls is there some scenario you think where like polls become super important again this year that even if there's, even if they have a plan for a postseason, but they end up having to cut it short and cut it off and, 
people still want to have some kind of, well, who was the national champ? And all of a sudden you have pollsters having to try to vote on some teams played seven games and some teams played five. Do you think there's some scenario where polls are important again in 2020? I hope not. And I say that as an AP top 25 voter myself, but just from one year in this, and I know this is going to sound um, pretentious and cocky or whatever, but there are people who do a really terrible version, uh, a job of, of voting in the poll each week. And uh, I don't feel like they pay attention to the results week to week. I don't feel like they put any kind of, and I know it's a quick turnaround. So I've had to defend some of the decisions that I made because you, you know, you're, you're working all day Saturday and you got to have your stuff in by whatever it is noon on Sunday. And you don't get to watch a lot of other football besides the team you're covering. But um, there are people who really do a lot of surface level voting and, and don't give it the kind of nuance that it deserves. And if it, it was, it was a bad time of college football when that decided things compared to what we have now where you get to decide it on the field. Um, I don't know how anyone could defend that being a better era of, of college football than what we have now, where the best now four teams, and I would push for more than that, but at least four teams get to go into a scenario on neutral fields and decide a national champion. Um, it would be unfortunate if it came back. Now, again, because of the circumstances, if it was a one-year thing where it didn't set a precedent, I, I guess it's better than nothing, but not much better than nothing. Um, I, I, I almost feel like, I think you're right. I think we have to have some kind of a postseason as some an additional enticement for players to want to come out for the season and play the full season. But if it's all just left in the hands of voters, that would be unfortunate. All right. Another quick break. Uh, we'll come back to finish this off. A couple more fan fiction uh, submissions from our tech subscribers, and then we'll quickly get to our answers on this. You're listening to Nathan, Stephen, and Doug on Buckeye Talk. From the 614, Justin Fields will be the starting quarterback, and then he will be benched two and a half quarters into the game for C.J. Stroud. So I don't know if, if you're assuming they open against Rutgers in late September, maybe, maybe C.J.'s coming in because it's a blowout. I'm not sure benched is the right thing. The world where, like, Justin Fields loses his job to C.J. Stroud, that is not one that's going to exist. But, I, but maybe the idea no. of C.J. Stroud gets in pretty quickly – because they have a big lead on Rutgers, I think that's possible. Here's another fanfic from the 419. My pick is Justin Fields this fall, and he will throw no more than five interceptions while having the greatest season for an Ohio State quarterback by far. He's going on to be the number one pick in the draft and a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. Mark it down from the 419. Feeling it. I mean, that's... Patrick Mahomes has got a lot of money. So, I mean. Yeah. The answer. So the answer to that question was, I think Justin Fields will start the next game for Ohio state. And then he will go on to be the best quarterback ever. Optimism, baby. I'm here for optimism from the nine one nine fanfic field starts plays the first quarter only versus Rutgers in late September. And we see football this year, like never before TV only because millions of dollars mean a lot. There will be carefully crafted policies addressing safety presented to the public aimed at protecting the revenue. And I understand that. And that is from Retina Cowboy in the 919. So they are imagining a careful TV only season with Justin Fields at the helm. Last fanfic from the 208. Justin Fields will start October 17th against Michigan State. So they're pushing the season in mid-October, which I don't think is impossible at all. The Big Ten will be forced to divisional games only 
as with the rest of the Power Five. This still allows for a conference championship in the playoffs. The Bucks go 9-0 and win the Natty. This will result as well in Notre Dame having to play a double round robin schedule with BYU, Army, and UMass, which will be fun <clears throat> from the 208. So I like that answer. Lots of fanfic. Let's get to our answers. Stephen, we'll start with you. Who is your answer on Market Down Monday for who is the starting quarterback for Ohio State's next game? Yeah, I'm not ready to give up on the Justin Fields is going to be the starter for the next game for Ohio State. Now, to what I said earlier, whether he ends up playing the full season and Ohio State wins a national championship with him as a starting as a starting quarterback, I'm cautious to go that far because of where we're at where we're at with things, but just to say he'll be the starter week one of this season. I'm still confident in saying that. Nathan. Yes. I believe that they will attempt to play a college football season this fall. And Justin Fields will be the starting quarterback for that game. I agree. I certainly don't think it's impossible that they bag it before that. Um, But do you guys think, are you just pretty, like, are you pretty confident in these answers because you think there's almost no scenario where they don't at least try? Or even if it's like they try one game and then it's like, oh, my gosh, half the players on both teams tested positive for COVID and that's it. That Like, they're at least going to try. Are you pretty firm on that, Nathan? Yeah, and I don't even think it necessarily has to be the teams that just play. You know what I mean? Like, it could be – it might not even be teams from the same conference, but if you see three other conferences that have a huge spike, even if the Big Ten doesn't, I don't know if the Big Ten goes forward at that point. You know what I mean? So I, I think they'll at least try. Of the of the going back to the answers from a month ago, where I said there were five people who said zero games, and then a few like three or four that said either one or two games. That sounds to me like the more plausible answer than zero right now that they will do whatever they can to try to play some kind of college football this fall but I I obviously leave open the option that it could just be a a fiasco from that point that things could just fall apart because the testing goes in the very wrong direction from what they're hoping and they decide they can't play but I think they're going to do whatever they can and not to be crass about it but do whatever they possibly can to get some of that revenue for this fall because it's 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 potentially devastating for a lot of these programs if they don't have it. But also, I don't know if anything has happened yet that I'm shocked by. I thought, I think we all can agree that we, it would get to the point where they'd be only playing conference games, and an Oregon game probably wouldn't happen. Um, the, the, the shift to how they're doing the, the workouts and how you know, they're probably going to start contact stuff pretty soon. But I don't, nothing has happened yet that has forced me to shift my optimism of there being at least a start to this season. So as we're as you're listening to this on Monday, Ohio State did transition on Friday to uh, the two week period of walkthroughs, 20 hours a week, uh, which can include walkthroughs, no pads, no helmets, no contact, but they can have a football. They can be like throwing and catching and doing walkthroughs. They're lifting weights. They're having meetings. That's 20 hours a week, no more than four hours a day. The big day is August 7th. That's when practice is supposed to start. And Actually, the big day is not August 7th. I think the big day is probably like August 10th to 14th, when after they're having contact, are they getting a bunch of positive tests? And so I think it's possible that in mid-August, after teams have started practice with contact, there's a world where positive tests went through the roof and they called it, and that was it. 
and we look back on this podcast and think, my gosh, how could we ever have thought they were going to be able to have a season in a sport with as much contact as as football? Baseball is different than that. Even basketball in a bubble is different than that. But my gosh, college football with all this contact was just a non-starter. And that's where some people are now, some writers, and those writers annoy me right now because they're acting like they know and they don't know. But I think because we have to see the proof. We have to, I think they're going to get to August 7th because I don't think this, this two-week period of, of meetings and walkthroughs, I don't think this is going to derail them. Gene Smith has said he's very confident with their health standards right now. I think they're going to get to August 7th and then that's a new world. Football contact in the midst of a pandemic, that is an entirely new world. And nobody can be sure how that's going to go. So you have to leave open the idea that by mid-August, it's over because trying to practice proved it can't be done. But for now, I'm going to say I think they is still a way and that they'll try as hard as they can and that they'll at least start a season in the fall with Justin Fields as a starting quarterback. That's our Market Down Monday. appreciate you guys listening. Uh, one more position group preview podcast coming this week, but otherwise we've made it through everybody. So thanks to everybody for listening to those. That means we're going to start creating some new stuff. And what we talk about on this podcast is going to be determined in part by what the latest news is. Not that it's going to be news only, but how we decide to approach our discussions will be determined by how things are going and whether we still think there's going to be a season or not. Because again, we're trying to, we're trying to parcel out topic ideas. We got a boatload of them, but we just have to see how things are going to work. So stick with us on Buckeye Talk, readcleveland.com slash OSU. Haven't seen some reviews lately. The, the latest ones from a couple weeks ago are excellent, and we certainly appreciate those. But if you haven't ever dropped a review on Apple Podcasts and you enjoy Buckeye Talk, we certainly would appreciate you guys dropping that review. Try the text at 614-350-3315. Love you guys following along there. And Stephen, you are on vacation. You're listening to this on vacation right now because you just love Buckeye Talk so much. You, you want it in your veins even when you're off, but you're off for two weeks, right? I am. I'm so out, have a yeah. good two weeks, man, and we'll see you on the flip side. Thank you. Hopefully, you know, things, when I get back, you know, Ohio State will be, of course, starting, you know, the walkthroughs as you've already talked about, and hopefully things are going smoothly and we'll get to cover football this year. Or if not, by the time you come back, maybe there will, every college football writer job in America will have been axed because there's yep. no season and there's no <laughs> jobs. So we'll see. Um, anyway, all right. And so now Nathan, Nathan is back and married. Nathan, do you want to give us like the, the, the two minute review of your wedding festivities or are you the kind of person, unlike me, who shared my, my shirts and skins basketball story? (laughs) Do you not want to divulge every aspect of your private life on a football podcast? No, I'm, I'm fine talking about it, especially because I feel like it, it fits into the theme of as I've talked about before, we had to adjust due to coronavirus, uh, the same as college football is doing this fall. So, you know, we had planned that there was a big wedding that was going to be this past Saturday and in Indianapolis. And, um, you know, my dad is going to be 82 this fall. My mom's in her seventies. Um, Haley, my now wife's parents are, you know, of parental age of someone who's, you know, in their, is 30 years old. So, um, and they've all had various health things. So we just uh, didn't want to expose them and other older people who are going to be coming 
to the bigger celebration. We thought that that probably wasn't the most prudent decision. So we cut it down. We had a total of 16 people. We just got a, um, an Airbnb in West Lafayette because we met in Lafayette working at the paper there. And it was an awesome place. Uh, had this big deck out back. That's where we did the festivities uh, or the ceremony, I should say. And that's where we did the um, reception. We had the like barbecue catered in and um, it was, it was casual, but also intimate because you, everybody just felt like they were right in this thing. You know, usually you get to a wedding and maybe you're seated way in the back and you barely know who's there and um, you're somebody's date or it's somebody, it's, it's your cousin three times removed or whatever. Well, this was only like the people that we cared about the most, like our immediate families and, you know, their significant others, if they had them. And then like we each had like one good friend there. And then another friend of ours was the officiant. And um, it was just a great night. And everybody was uh, giving us compliments afterward for how it went. And then uh, so next summer, we'll do probably a bigger version of that, um, whether it's the ceremony and a reception or something. We haven't decided exactly what it'll look like now that we've kind of gone through this other version. Um, it might change how we do next summer, but we're still going to have some kind of big gathering. But um, yeah, it was great. It was uh, it was just a fun night. And then uh, spent a few days in southern Indiana, uh, shutting my phone off and just hanging out in the trees. And uh, now we're back at it, ready to cover the the purgatory of college football for the next month or so. You hung so, out in a tree? I did not. I hung out. So <laughs> I hung out in a hot tub that was adjacent to some trees. Okay. We did. We went on some hiking. We did some hikes. It's a, it's a great, it's a, it's a really uh, beautiful area down there. Nashville, Indiana. Um, it's got this quaint little, like quaint little town with shops and stuff. But then outside of that, you've got a big like state park and, and some other trails and stuff to go on. So uh, a couple days. So just to, to clarify on the like the the reception that you're planning for a year from now, it's it's cool. Like right, if we promote this, tech subscribers will be invited to that, right? <laughs> we may maybe we'll institute another like executive level of tech subscriber that you can subscribe to to get through the velvet rope of our <gasps> wedding reception. Give them a, a Zoom call. Give give the tech subscribers a Zoom. <laughs> Broadcast that would go over. That would go over great. I'm sure yeah. with my with my now wife. Three ninety nine a month. You get to ask questions for the podcast. Ten ninety nine a month. You, you get, get to go to, go to Nathan Baird's wedding reception. That I mean, that's, are we trying to make money here or not? We have, we have a year to work it out, Nathan. Tell Haley it's no big deal. We'll figure out the details. All right, we'll work on it. Maybe it's a prize. Maybe it's more like a prize. So not that not that hundreds of tech subscribers would be there, but Just like one. Maybe like 50. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, at least Smoky Mango and, and Colin. Give them a table. Greg C74 and like the diehards. Um, Josh Mustachio and Legion and the family, they've got to be there. So anyway, congratulations on being married. Do you feel different now that you're married or not really? Not really. We've been together for a couple of years. We've been, I mean, or several years. We've been living together for a couple of years. So not that different. You just get to say things like my wife. I feel like fiance is like a very pretentious word and you only get to say it for that that short period in, in, in transition from girlfriend to wife. And then it was kind of a relief to be able to say the, the, like the next morning running into somebody and being like, Oh yeah, my wife, like when we're checking into the, the, where we stay, like, Oh, my wife, like that just, it's just such a much more pleasant word to say than fiance. I will say it is true that French things are pretentious. That's Buckeye talk. Steven, Nathan, Doug, we all appreciate you guys listening and hanging with us uh, through all of this. We'll figure it out together. 
More podcasts coming this week. Keep reading cleveland.com slash OSU. But on behalf of Nathan and Steven, I'm Doug, and that was Buckeye Talk. Mm-hmm.